0: I don't know if you've ever been in the position to manipulate the thoughts of a child.
1: Oh, oh. But
0: there's a a window Mm. where you can... When I say manipulate...
1: Like a a window in a van with (laughs) candy?
0: (laughs) Click, click. There's a lot of vintage cameras in this place. A lot of stuff that's not going on the internet. I'd be be worried about that. You smell chemicals? (laughs) Why is there a red bulb in the laundry? (laughs) Anyway, when I say... Manipulate. I, mm-hmm. I basically mean
1: shape. Okay.
0: My son's in that here. Uh-huh. I've got him listening to Metallica. Okay. He loves it. His favourite song is For Whom the Bell Tolls. Nothing wrong with that. Movies. He's he's watch, he's begging me to watch The Thing. Mm-hmm. Because I've shown him the previews. He just,
1: oh, he's like, why can't I see it? I said, wait till you're 10. Yeah, he's not, he's, not, he's not prepared for The Thing. He's not prepared for The Thing. No.
0: But he's seen some pretty ropey stuff. Yeah. Like Mad Max Fury Road. All that sort of stuff that's quite scary to a kid he's seen it.
1: I get a lot the thing uh, is so much scarier than Mad Max Fury Road.
0: Yeah, I know, but to a child, like it's kinetic, it's frenetic, it's mm. full on, you know, it's colours and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not gonna get the they're not gonna get Requiem for a Dream, are they? <laughs> they're not gonna understand that.
1: <laughs> um oh, look, I still remember, actually it was so weird because it was on TV just the other night, the original nineteen eighties June. Yes. And I just remember, like, seeing that, like, just as a kid and just being, like, obsessed with the movie. Yeah. And, like, you look at it now and you're like, I clearly had no idea what the hell was going on. (laughs)
0: But obsessed. There were worms. (laughs) (laughs) My name is a killing word. These days it would be Brody. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's going to kill someone. But that's what I was getting to. Dune. Mm. I watched the Denis Villeneuve Dune with my son. Okay. He's fucking loved it. Yep. Like, st- I could not believe it. Yeah. Like, my girlfriend Lou has left the room twice. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I'm not watching this. So that's now Blade Runner and Dune that she's walked out on.
1: Oh, hang on. Is this, when you say Blade Runner, do you mean the original? The original
0: or... and 2049.
1: Okay, 2049 I get, Oh, shut your whore mouth. The original?
0: The original. Yeah, the original.
1: That, but that's... She said
0: it was depressing and boring.
1: But, yeah, that's yeah, its. That's, that's the point. That's its thing. Yeah. It's... That's.
0: She she has a very linear emotional response. She watches rom-coms to feel good. (laughs) She listens to country music to feel
1: sad. Oh, my God. But, like, the emotional guilt that gets put onto you by Rutger Hauer at the end. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those, those attack ships on fire off Orion, that's got nothing compared to a, to a season of whatever hayseed bullshit she's watching, Heart of Dixie or some shit like that. Oh. Love you, Lou. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, Dune. Yes. So my son's really into it and he wants mm. me to explain everything to him and I bring him out into the lounge room just like behind you where I've got my records and stuff. Yep. And I pull out one of my, I've got an early copy of Dune. Yeah. And he blew his mind. It's a book? Yeah, it's a book. <laughs> it's a book, internet boy it's a book. Can we read it? Yeah. Fuck yeah, we can read it. Oh, for God. Me, me remembering that, you know, me trying to pronounce all the Arabic in it is going to sound very racist. Mm-hmm. But so long as I stop and, you know, explain why they're doing this, it's fine. My son has been a terrible sleeper his entire life. <laughs> his entire life.
1: Let me guess, problem solved?
0: I get maybe half a page through Dune. <laughs> it's like... And then he'll get up to leave, and he'll go, where are you going? So you fell asleep. But we just, the the Gom Jabbar. And he says it like he's trying to remember the name of a basketballer, Kareem Gom Jabbar. And he goes, no, keep reading. So I'll sit there, and you know, you read for a little bit, and it's all this, Arakeen, yucka, Durka Durka. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. We've been doing this now for a week. We're 10 pages in. We are 10 pages into June. Can we finish the
1: book before the new movie comes out? <laughs> Only if the new movie comes out when you're fifty, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. To be honest though, I I don't care what anyone says. I don't think anyone has ever read the books of June and not. Oh, you shut your whore
0: mouth. Really? What what's your sci fi
1: epic? Oh, because like I I'm like I can't even like I just hate all and any of, oh, just, I can't remember anybody's name. That's, it's the same as, like, Game of Thrones. That's why I like just looking at it, because I know who Pedro Pascal is. Yeah. I know who the tall chick is. I don't have to remember anyone's name. June, you're asleep before someone even gets their name out.
0: Game of Thrones is an unwieldy mess. He, he, and, he literally made it up as he went along, which I know is the point. This is literally all. I know that's how fiction works. Yeah. <laughs> But there was no revision. It was just like, and then this happened, and this
1: happened. Titties, and then this happened. Because and even this happen- he couldn't keep up with everybody's ba dum ba dump ba let alone with their ba dum ba doom and the Ark Trades and the house and the flying worm. Oh! It was like he was live commentating
0: a game of Risk. <laughs> it was terrible.
1: But with more tits and us. I will.
0: Have, the tits were good.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? I really enjoyed the equality with um, Game of Thrones in that we also got um, a lot of dicks, regardless if they were dicks that we wanted to see or not. You didn't get to see Jason Momoa's dick. <sighs> it was heavily alluded to. Though. Oh, oh, well, they didn't have a lens big enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, my honour. Uh, oh I mean, my absolute penultimate science fiction hands down it's aliens nothing will ever 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 beat aliens
0: so aliens not the original not the not the
1: (laughs) aliens Mm,
0: that's an epic film
1: yeah oh my god yes favorite still my favorite movie and always will be
0: not not that i think look don't even get me started on the book versus movie argument Which I come down hard on the movie side of things. Yeah. Because my argument has long been. Don't tell me that you Mm -hmm. can create a world in your hungover brain on the train on the way to work better. Not you. I'm talking about society. Don't tell me you can visualise a story better than 400 people in Hollywood who've dedicated their entire lives to producing motion pictures. Yeah, totes. You can produce a better world than that.
1: Totes. You're
0: off your fucking skull.
1: Totes.
0: You are literally dreaming.
1: Oh my god, no, oh my god, from the freaking studio that bought us Titanic versus the shark. I can't think of I can't think
0: of any of the really bad movies, but I'm doing better than them. But I, I seriously had a friend who Ooh. read Dune mm. and they were just like, no, nah, I can I can create a world way better. And it's like, yeah, but when you came to a fancy dress party, you went like, oh, I don't know, Mexican. So that's <laughs> the level of your imagination. And you think you're creating a better world than Denny Villeneuve is? He shot on film, converted to digital, and then shot the digital back onto film.
1: Uh,
0: to create that look.
1: Uh, anyway, anyway, so, you know, and then the aliens show up, and then, you know, there was a thing. And- yeah.
0: But you only get a fine window with which to manipulate small children into mm-hmm. the way that you want it to be. So, uh, okay. If you're listening at home, Arabella and Mackenzie, go do what your mum says and feed the fucking horses. (laughs) That was two of our listeners. I found out that.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. There we go.
0: I found out that uh, one of uh, one of our listeners has to ration the podcast, so they can only listen to it when they're on the way driving out to the bush to feed their horses. Because otherwise, the kids won't come to help.
1: Ah, okay. So I kind of feel like we're personally responsible for corrupting children. Yeah. Putting it on the LinkedIn.
0: <laughs> John has joined the Catholic Church. <laughs> Again.
1: Ruining children. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that me being
0: a Catholic is like a blockbuster membership. It's still out there somewhere. It's still valid in some fucking like Micronesia or something like that.
1: Hey, I have gone to um, Christmas Eve Midnight Mass oh. with my mum and a nun. So, I can top you. I can fucking do anything and I've got to get out of jail card. What, how can you top that? We
0: were so Catholic, yeah. that my uncle was a lawyer for the Vatican, so he was, <laughs> he was a monsignor, uh-huh. and he was a lawyer in the Vatican. Yeah. Um, we used to get invited to the private mass that was just for priests. And I was an altar boy for that.
1: I was going to say, was that <laughs> was he using your parents just to get to you? You know that
0: photo <laughs> of the, that little white woman surrounded by like ten massive black guys on the couch. <laughs> that was that was what it was.
1: Oh, just little John surrounded by the clergy. <laughs> why have I got a limp now? Why is it, why have I got a bad back at forty five? I don't know. Oh, my God. See, this is my shit to me. People fucking, like, you know, go off about, oh, my God, fucking drag queens reading, you know, stories <laughs> to the children. They're going to get them. Then drop their kids off at Sunday school. <laughs> yeah. You know the statistics on this, right? <laughs> Fuck it, hell. I, I do love the
0: whole argument around that. Mm. because And, look, I'm probably going to alienate a few people here. Oh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> I just love the fact that, look, if you're the kind of person who is scared that a drag queen is reading to your child, mm-hmm. don't be. Mm. It's just theatre. Mm. It's dress-ups. Mm. It's a, it's a grown-up who likes to put on costumes and put on a funny voice, sing songs. They're a bit bawdy. They're not doing that to your kids. The kids just think it's hilarious. All that kind of stuff. Totally harmless. Yep. Nothing wrong with drag queens at all. Yep. Conversely... Yes. For the people who... Go to work two jobs, one of them at Walmart, another one at some Amazon distribution center, who Mm. don't have time to fucking go to the toilet. Yeah. They're literally having to shit in a bag. Yes. It's not unreasonable for them to freak out when they talk to their kids and say, How was school? Uh, I was okay. Anything special happened? Oh, a man took me into the library and read to me an address. Like, that would freak you out. No, I'd be like, That sounds amazing. Yeah, because you're into that. I'm just talking about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm into that.
0: We already know. You're from Broken Hill. He's a man and he can read. That'll do. (laughs) That'll do.
1: No, I think it was because, like, an adventurous child. Like, I would just go – I remember, oh, my God – I, like, ran off from my parents in a Woolworths supermarket and was gone. Just, like, and apparently, like, you know, they had everyone out looking for me. Like, the supermarket was, like, we're phoning the police. I had wandered off because in the mall there was a guy doing, like, a promotion for Telstra. And was, like, who wants to win a stuffed owl? So, I'm, like, yeah, I do. And, like, went on this, like, quiz show thing to, like, win a stuffed owl and then got my stuffed out and just oh, ha, 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 like you know came back and you know this is my mom like Rah! and i here i am with this giant like stuffed out where did you get that the man Gave it to me. <laughs> so then, like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> people are like bailing up. Like the poor Telstra man. What are you doing, giving stuff t- to children? He's like, she was. She was standing next to a woman. I thought it was her mother. <laughs> this whole like, you know. And I'm just like there with my owl. Like, I got an owl. Wow. So the idea of someone, you know. Dressed like a fairy, you know, just stealing me (laughs) off into a land of books sounds amazing. Yeah, well, you did grow up in Broken Hill. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Imagine being the poor guy sent from the city to go (laughs) hand out toys to children in Broken Hill. And two minutes later, it's just like an angry (laughs) mole
1: Lighting the torches. like,
0: where did you even find timber to burn in this wasteland? Get it. That's like the Christmas timber. These torches, they've been saving that.
1: I have a feeling it was the bones of the last person from Telstra who tried to give away (laughs) toys to the children.
0: The only people that can give toys to these kids are (laughs) bikies on their annual fucking PR run where they try and pretend that they're not fucking horrendous myth-dealing violent psychopaths.
1: One year, my dad had to be Father Christmas for the town. Okay, okay yep. so you know all the kids would rock up, you know, get the pig. Pe- they're like, Yeah, there's the suit. Put him on." You know, so he's got the big beard and he had his, you know, the glasses on. You know, like back in the day, like yeah. those '80s dodgy glasses that everyone was wearing. The problem was they were the they were the glasses that you know would like tint when it got bright oh yeah so the problem was every time they took and because it was old, like you know it wasn't like today you wouldn't take the picture and look at it no it was all you'd take the picture and then you know you'd send it off to the chemist and you know yeah. or the S-
0: evidence lab the
1: evidence lab yeah and then like a week later they got the back the problem was the camera was triggering like this response in my dad's glasses so they went Dark. Oh, no. So it's one of those, like, inappropriate where it's just, it's like these, like, creepy, dark sex offender, like, glasses.
0: <laughs> Sander doesn't want you to see his eyes, kids.
1: <laughs> and, but, of course, they didn't know this until, like, everyone had got them back on, like, Christmas <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Oh my god, the eighties it was, it was a different time. Literally, bad Santa. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, one hundred percent. So yeah.
0: When but- I used to run a newspaper in the bush, I got roped into being uh, Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> How does that happen? Because I was uh, look, I'm not I'm not gonna lie, I did not have any friends in that town because I was a twenty year old fucking weirdo uh-huh. who listened to death metal, uh-huh. who didn't play footy or cricket. Okay, like, there was no one no one wanted to be associated with me. Yep. So I joined a service club. Oh gosh! You know, those ones where they like cook barbecues and stuff in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I joined a
1: service club. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a man's cry for help. It I, really is. Yeah, It really is.
0: I mean, these days I just you know get on four chan and become a neo-Nazi. So yeah, cooking breakfast barbecues not so
1: bad. Yeah. Anyway,
0: they said, "Well, anyone look,
1: out there, if you're thinking of joining the Nazi party, maybe just go out and like cook some barbecues." Yeah, for join the, Rotary for the elderly. Yeah. yeah. You know, fix some furniture or something. Yeah, don't become a auntie. <laughs> anyway, it's not worth it. It's really not worth it.
0: Anyway, so they had a float in the Christmas parade, Christmas pageant, mm-hmm. and they do Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Well, you're twenty years younger than us. Like, we're going to make you Tigger because Tigger bounces around and like goes up and gives lollies to the kids and oh. all this kind of stuff." Uh huh. I'm a raging alcoholic. Uh huh. I'm brutally hungover. Uh huh. Because <laughs> it's Christmas, I'm about to go and leave. I have not slept for days. I've been up on the piss. Mm-hmm. They give me this suit. and I'm like, go out and stand in the middle of a fucking outback Australian summer in this polyester suit and jump around. And I'm like, that is 100% guaranteed to end in vomit, diarrhea, or both. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this on, stand in the back of the ute, hold on, and just try not to puke. So there's actual footage of me on the TV okay. <laughs> on the back of this ute driving through town. With all these other people like going, hey, it's Christmas kids, Christmas lollies. And there's me head on the roof going, oh, and I'd occasionally do nicks and fingers. Just, Ugh. just this hungover tiger. Just, oh, here he is, kids.
1: You were not the tiger they wanted. You were the tiger they deserved. We ordered a
0: Siberian tiger. I didn't think we were going to get a real <laughs> Russian tiger. Look at him. He doesn't have a functioning liver. He's not. He's not actually that colour. That's his liver failing. <laughs> Puky the tiger says, "Merry Christmas." Blurr.
1: Oh my god, I miss country towns. Country towns are really, really interesting. A lot of paper mache, just on and a sheep on the back of a of a Ute, yeah. just driving down the town. They
0: put tinsel on a sheep. <laughs> there you go, Christmas. In Port Perry, where I'm from, uh. the local dirt circuit club. God fucking love them. Mm. We could do a whole episode on dirt circuit racing.
1: Imagine. Okay, do you want to explain for our listeners out there, for our American listeners, a dirt circle club is not what you think it is.
0: (laughs) Dirt circuit. Dirt circuit racing. So, basically. But what is it? What is it? I'm about to explain. So, cars that are essentially no longer roadworthy because they're incredibly unsafe. Mm Mm-hmm kind of car you don't give a fuck about. You can crash it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Set it on fire like you're a hip-hop mogul. It doesn't matter. Okay. But we're talking about Hyundais. We're mm-hmm. talking about Nissan Ultimas. Okay. Like, really bad cars. Mixed in with, like, some guys like, I've got a welder and a 440 V8. I'm going to build an open wheeler. So they do. They build, like, these Mad Max machines.
1: Excellent. Okay.
0: So you've got the combination of a rattle can spray job on a mm-hmm. Hyundai Excel. With a homemade fuel cell that's literally just a jerry can with a hose in it, going through the firewall, you know, overalls are what you need for a fireproof suit, open faced helmet, gloves are just dish gloves. You know, it's mad max shit. Yeah. It's amazing. I fucking love it. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, they have a parade every year in the Christmas pageant. So one of these Mad Max open wheelers is there. Bit of tinsel. There you go, kids. A Morton Joe says, Merry Christmas.
1: I'm looking for breast milk donors. <laughs> well, that was—I remember, like, because they would have Christmas lights on the edge of town. Yeah, like, so if you went to like this one place, you had to go past this like um, abattoir, and yeah, they used to please to put all the tinsel on their abattoir sign. It's
0: amazing. For Bloody Merry
1: Christmas. And just I never knew like what it was like when I was younger. I just knew there was all this like tinsel on a fence. And then as I got older, I realised,
0: and I'm like, mm, not very festive. <laughs> That's a John Williamson song, isn't it? And there's tinsel on and a fence. Abattoir. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell the fat rendering. It's gonna be Christmas suet. <laughs> no wonder you're vegan. <laughs> My parents. This, I just got to tell you this quickly. Uh-huh. So I grew up on the street in Port Perry that had the most competitive. Christmas lights competition. You can.
1: Oh, I love them. Brutal. Yes. yes.
0: Guy across the road from us. Lovely man. He was yeah. the nicest guy in the world. Just everything he did was for charity. Unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago. But everything he did was for charity. Yeah. He had the most. Like, imagine just Las Vegas on meth. <laughs> it was f- well, more meth. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, it was crazy. Donald Duck, dinosaurs, like fucking excellent. L- all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And there's my mum. Hyper Catholic. Yeah. We'll not eat fish on we'll not eat anything but fish on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Lent is the most important part of the year. Yeah. Fuming. Fuming. And I hear her talking to my dad. Yeah. She's got a glass of wine just going, the fuck's Donald Duck got to do with Christmas? Right. So angry. So mad. School teacher mad. Right? My dad. Quite yeah. a gifted artist. Yeah, he actually he actually. Um, if you ever go to our house, it's like he's got these copies of like all the Raphaelite paintings. That's how mm-hmm. he trains himself. Yeah. So yeah, we've got all that sort of stuff. He's got copies of Matisse and Van Gogh. We look like a bad kind of World War Two counterfeit operation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Anyway, my mom basically says to dad, "You will build a religiously, like appropriate Christmas display, right?" <laughs> so that's what he does. He knew this was coming. That's what he does. He goes out into the shed. Yeah creates these dutch masters of like angels like heralding the arrival of christ does them all on plywood yeah. hangs them up in the garden with these like lights that shine up onto them like nuremberg so you've got angels in the trees builds a scale replica of bethlehem down in the lower part of our garden so you get the perspective idea yeah and then he builds a manger out of permabine <laughs> of course cuz jesus gets born into arsenic apparently <laughs> <laughs> And has like all these other things that he's painted So it looks like fucking the Sistine Chapel In this Port Perry yard Right? Yeah All these kids are walking past Just going Where's the dinosaurs? Where's Donald Duck? And my dad's like Fuck! <laughs> Fuck!
1: <laughs> oh my Let's god Let's go over the road where they give you lollies I'm gonna beat the mirror out of you <laughs> You little shit <laughs> It
0: was so fucking good
1: Oh my god when I was younger, for a time, I used to work, you know, like, you pick up seasonal work. Yeah. And I used to work in this Christmas shop. Mm-hmm. Do you know what is the number one stolen item from a Christmas shop? Tinsel? Baby Jesus. Really? Babe, and not even ironically, the most the most number one stolen thing are baby Jesus's, and it doesn't matter what it is like if it's from like a little like nativity or whether it's like you know you have like yeah the big giant light up things. People always steal the baby Jesus.
0: There must be like big lighters. No one's ever bought one. Yeah, there's just little baby <laughs> Jesus's <moving> getting around. <laughs> around. Go to see the nativity outside the fucking Vatican.
1: Hey, uh, I know. So just baby Jesus's, yeah. There you go. So, yeah, just remember that next time you see your baby Jesus, ask to see the receipt.
0: <laughs> this is the funny thing. One of the listeners sent me a picture of the um, advent calendar of Hans Gruber falling off Nakatomi Tower. And I are right back and they go, is this for the podcast? I'm like, Liz already gave it to you. I've had it. What? <laughs>
1: Stole it from a Christmas shop. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just love it. It's just another one of those things of why we're doomed. Yes. Yeah. Of course, there's been all this excitement. Everyone's talking about, oh, my God, like, the Pentagon is admitting, you know, that aliens um, exist. And then literally everyone was like, yeah, that's great. I've still got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, I've got a mortgage. Like. <laughs> yeah, the fucking little green men going
0: to pay my mortgage. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. got to eat until they come. And uh, hello, overlords. Can't be worse, <laughs> to be honest. Really can't. Yeah. yeah. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's some
0: shit being said in those hearings where they're basically just like, these things can fly in our airspace in impunity. Are they a threat to us? Yeah. Can we do anything about them?
1: No. Nah. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back to work. Yeah. <laughs> we've we've got some, like, balloon drones that yeah. we
0: can send up. I've got spinner rims to buy. Stop with all this talk.
1: I know. So you just, it's kind of, yeah. Uh until they're actually here and they start, like, divvying up the labour, you know, or whatever, pff, whatever, we'll yeah. just jog on, mate. <laughs> we'll just just fucking, like, jog on. But I have a theory. Everyone who's like, really gets freaked out about, oh, my God, like, the aliens, like, oh, they're going to get us. It's because they are worried that the aliens are going to treat us the way we treat animals on this planet. Yeah.
0: They're going to test cosmetics on us? Yeah. Oh, no.
1: Yeah. Put, just put us in cages and put little lipstick on us And pour all this sh- alien shampoo in our eyes I hope we don't get
0: colonised by lonely farmer aliens
1: <laughs> You know it You know it
0: Oh, you're trapped in a fence, are you, son? Trapped in a force field
1: That's exactly how it's going to happen That's exactly how it's going to happen I fuck one human <laughs>
0: Still the greatest <laughs> joke of all time
1: Oh, my God. I still have an idea, and one day um, I want to get enough money to make it into a movie. So, you know, copyright. Nobody can steal my idea. I've still got to come up – I've got to come up with the best name for it. But basically what it is is the – basically, you know, all the big ships are going to show up on Earth, and they're going to beam down. And they're basically – they're the giant – these giant cat creatures that – uh, looking for their masters, which are, of course, cats. Oh. Um, so they, they prickly set about, you know, just like dominating our planet. Yeah. Um, and just using us for like food. Um, everyone <laughs> except the cat ladies.
0: It's a very specific screenplay you've got here. <laughs>
1: Just all the cat rescue people and all the people with cats are, like, the only people that are, like, you know, I guess, like, promoted, shall we say. And there's, like, it's so like you know, these, like, big, like, murr, like cat things, like, Egyptian style, are, like, going around, to like, house to house. And there's all these people who've been, like, you know, like, mean to cats. And they're, like, this guy's, like, grabbing a cat, trying to be, like, ah, see, like, I've got a cat. And then the cat rats him out. It's, like, he's a prick. And he gets eaten.
0: But cats are assholes. They'll, they'll just totally be like those people that dobbed in the Jews. <laughs> they'll be like that. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, humans. <laughs> Goodbye, humans.
1: They'll be <laughs> doing that. Not to, like, their valued servants. Not to their valued, valued servants.
0: So you're spending a life in servitude.
1: Yeah. But you're so they are very
0: cute and fluffy.
1: you are got to spend your life in servitude anyway. You may as well send it to something that you can put your little face in their belly. and.
0: The way movies are being made, though, these days, you're going to have to do so much product placement. <laughs> and it's just going to be so much, like, Benadryl, Nasenex. I'm
1: just going to get sponsored by, like, Dine Cat Food. <laughs> g- g- feed your cat the food that won't get you fed to interplanetary. There you go. Aliens. Someone
0: spent ten years in marketing school to learn what you just gave away for free.
1: Damn copyright. I'm so I'm
0: sure that's a legal term.
1: Um, totally. I did the slap slap. And that you, is legit. I thought that was sharpening knives. No, that's me doing like my copyright hashtag copyright.
0: Oh yeah, th- that'll stand up in the Hague.
1: Damn straight.
0: Yeah, she did this, Your Honor. Uh, that's totally sharpening knives. <laughs>
1: it's Sharpening it knives. Is. That's a good Randy. That's sharpening knives. I don't know. <sighs> Fucking kids today. Oh my God. I don't know. You're just making it worse. You know what? It's so weird. Yeah. Talking about having a problem and just making it worse. Yeah. That so brings us, would you believe, to the topic of this week? I hoped it would. Oh, what are the chances? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I'm just going to say it off the top of the mark, okay? Yeah. Problems suck.
0: Are you filling this up with standard Jim Beam? No. Okay.
1: That's the good stuff. That's the blue label. I love the, I mean, I love Jim Beam, but the, the blue label is extra smooth.
0: Sorry, you're just talking about problems. And I gave you this f- for Christmas and I can't believe there's this much of it left.
1: Oh, no, I, that's another bottle. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, no, I've tipped you onto the good stuff. And now you're going to go get it.
1: <laughs> I know. And this stuff's more expensive. It's totally worth it, though. It's Double really, like, it's, mm. yeah, even, I don't drink and I, I had a sip and it was nice. It's really smooth.
0: I didn't want to punch a woman at all, which is strange for Jim Beam.
1: <laughs> it's Bundaberg, mate.
0: Oh, no, Bundaberg makes you want to punch anyone. <laughs> Jim Beam specifically. Jim Beam or Rebel Yell, just like must punch women.
1: No, you punch the air with your Rebel Yell. That's the only thing you're punching. More, more, more. Mm, mm, mm. Although, oh, my God. Can oh. can you, re- like, you know how, like, the Dixie Chicks became, like, the Chicks? Because yeah. obviously it's like, we, we want to get. should
0: have become the Dicks. <laughs> that would have been way better. Oh my god! <laughs> just so I can hear rednecks just say things like "I don't want any of those dicks." I ain't going to see dicks. That would have been way better.
1: <laughs> oh my god, wouldn't it? Because I'm because it's like obviously, and you know they're getting rid of all you know, like the you know the South, you know, statues and everything. Because fuckers lost. Like Branden used to love dicks. How <laughs> <laughs> better would
0: that be than the chicks?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a lot better marketing. The Dick Chicks. The Dick Chicks. Oh, yeah. Um no, but they're again, they're reading to
0: the people in a library.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so much better than mine. I was just going to say the Dick Chicks. You're still equating it with the South. But... <laughs> Oh, my God. Just the racist ones. Oh, my God. No, but, like, because they're, they're, like, oh, we want to get rid of, like, you know, like, all signs of, like, you know, like, the rebels. Can we still sing Rebel Yell? Do we need to update the lyrics? What even is a Rebel Yell? Because oh. I, I mean, did unless did the South run across, like, no, the war it. screaming more, more, <laughs> more. More losses.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's a thing. Like, if, if you can actually listen to it on YouTube.
1: Oh, okay. Is yeah. it is it more more more? No,
0: it's not more more
1: more. Okay. Cuz she's <laughs> My god, we, we keep shooting them and they just keep screaming for more.
0: It's a very very strange battle cry.
1: <laughs> they also seem to be very sexually aroused. Some Englishmen cheering them on from the sides. It's very weird.
0: It's very weird. So this is nineteen hundreds, this is rebel this is actual rebel yeah.
1: This is a rebel yep.
0: Yeah. Come on. Play. Oh, it's gonna make me look like a fucking idiot.
1: Oh god. Here we
0: go, skip. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I feel highly honored at the introduction of our worthy friend. Um, uh, There's so many formalities in a rebel yell.
1: Uh, (laughs) Before I have have this orgasm, I'd like to say.
0: Oh my God, there's kids holding Confederate flags. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I have the pleasure of announcing to you that we're going to make an effort to repeat the old rebel yell. One...
1: Two, three. boys, yeah. charge yeah. 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 So it's a woo-hoo. A rebel yell is a woo-hoo.
0: That's pretty much all it is.
1: Woo-hoo! <laughs> woo-hoo! It's
0: not exactly inspiring, is it? Oh, I think <laughs> they were better off with... More, more, more. B aggressive. aggressive. (laughs) S-L-A-V-E.
1: Give me an S. Give me an
0: L. (laughs) Slavery fans in the stands, if you hear us, clap your chains. Wow. sports day was more terrifying (laughs) than that rebel yell. (laughs) (laughs) Woo-hoo. There you go. Put Damon Albarn at the end of that.
1: Woo-hoo. And I feel heavy metal. (laughs) Oh. And again, that's why they lost. If they had to, like, have five minutes of speeches before <laughs> yeah. they actually were, oh, just, we'll just, we'll just reload, I guess, <laughs> while they're having the speeches. Now, there are many people that we need to thank for this war. <laughs> I think we know why they lost. Oh, my God, talk about talking it up. It's just a woohoo. Calm down, man. Because the slaves are doing all the work. They had nothing to do but jawbone. Oh, my God. Woohoo.
0: Freaking hell. I don't know.
1: God. What they think no one else in the world ever had a woohoo moment.
0: Apparently not. The old rebel yell.
1: No, see that's the problem. That's why you can't just spend your whole life living in your small town. You have got to get out and find out. You know what? We all woohoo. Yeah,
0: try that in a small town, Jason Aldean.
1: Regardless of color, creed, religion, faith, we all woohoo. Yeah. Now and then.
0: Especially the dick chicks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> woohoo! Oh my lord! There we go. I'm a bit disappointed to be honest. I yeah. wish I hadn't have asked. Yeah,
0: sorry oh. that took up a lot of podcast time.
1: And you've ruined Billy Idol. Sorry, but let us know, listeners out there. Can we still sing "Rebel Yell," or do we need to? Uh, do we need to change it? Do you think?
0: What would you change it to?
1: Uh well, I mean, he does do that bit in the song of "She Doesn't Like Slavery." You know, Billy Idol, very ahead of his time. Yeah. So we're very clear this isn't this is not a slavery issue because we're not a fan. We're we're a no on the slavery. Gen- are we okay. Yeah. We didn't discuss this. <laughs> I just assumed. <laughs> wow. Be aggressive. Be, be <laughs> aggressive. Oh my God! No, I, I'm, I'm gonna stand up for the, uh, for the podcast. I think we're gonna put us down for the. We are, we are no to slavery. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Note to self: cancel that giant order of Confederate flags <laughs> no, yeah. for merch that I just ordered.
1: <laughs> Unless, of course, those slaves are the people who were mean to cats when our giant feline overlords ah uh, rightly assume power. <laughs> Copyright. As we were saying, problems suck. They do. You know, I think we can agree on that. And anything can be a problem from sesame seeds to a loose bed slat to venomous snakes to sand in your butt crack. Mm. Mm. They say for every problem, there is a solution. Yeah. <laughs> Not for this broken heart. <laughs> But what happens when that solution turns out to be a bigger problem than your problem? That is a whole other series of problems. This week, we examine a world-famous solution which created a problem larger than the original solution's problem. God. And it all starts with the British colonial empire. Declaring war on the Indian Cobra. Oh. (laughs) Oh. So pour out your 10 litre buckets to scoop up this litre and let's get ready to incentivize! Woo! Okay. In this week's episode of The Cobra Effect...
0: Thank God, because when you started talking about, well, let's talk about a solution that became a bigger problem than the (laughs) original, I was like, you're going to start talking about the Holocaust? What are we we going in for here?
1: Or carry on cobra. Oh, God. Or up the cobra pass without a paddle. That's not bad. Mm. It's pretty good. Or is that a cobra in your pocket, or you're just happy to see me? Very good. I enjoyed that. In the early 1900s, when British colonials ruled India, they had a major problem. I mean, you know, besides the uh, forced, you know, slavery and genocide and. I'm I'm guessing it's either. um, stealing of ancient artifacts and, uh, you know, like rape and murder and stuff. But apart from that.
0: Sultana in curries?
1: Cobras. Okay. Mm. The Indian cobra is native to the Indian subcontinent.
0: The name gives it away.
1: Mm. And and its existence is recorded as far back as records exist for the area. The Indian cobra was once a feared but revered creature in Hindu mythology and is recorded in ancient pictures wrapped around the necks of gods. But, you know, religion, it's all about who you know, which family you marry into. I'm looking at you, Noah. <laughs> I just, I think that's bullshit. Oh, I'm going to kill everyone except this one specific family. I don't know. <sighs> Whatever. I don't know. No, that's why I call bullshit, because no family likes each other enough that they'd be able to put up with each other for 40 days no. and not kill every other person on that boat. No, I know. Yeah. Mythical. Uh, we've all seen a cobra. They're, it's a moderately sized snake, on average ranging between three to five feet in length. Although some have been recorded as large as seven and a half feet. Oh, that's pretty big. But let's be honest, it's all about the hood. Yes. Which the snake expands when it feels threatened. So do I. Oh God.
0: (laughs) You expand your hood. Oh like Oh God (laughs) Like the Predator.
1: (laughs) Hundred (laughs) percent. That's how I defend myself. I just stand there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like that dinosaur that spits (laughs) spits blue shit on Dennis Nedry. Oh god. (laughs) Imagine David Attenborough commentating your life.
1: I'm just saying, ladies, you need to learn (laughs) to fight back. As
0: she undoes the overalls, (laughs) prepares to put herself in attack position.
1: It shoots through. It's like that little alien mouth. It just goes (laughs) straight through the fabric. Her legs
0: behind her head. She has not forgotten the dance moves that once paid the rent.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. If I could do the dance moves that used to pay the rent these days. Oh, we wouldn't have a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be around a pole right now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, these days, oh, my God. I want to start an OnlyFans where it's just you watch someone just rubbing deep heat into me and the bit of me that hurts that day. Arr. Honestly,
0: you'd make a million dollars. Oh, my God. There is no end to what dudes will pay to see.
1: Oh, my God. If there's anyone out there, if you'd like to, if you'd like to pay to watch me rubbing on <laughs> deep heat on the saw bits, let yeah. me know. I'm sure there is. There's guys that would
0: fucking fly from Japan <laughs> to do it. There are. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I'm gonna
1: even put on the Mickey Mouse ears if it helps. Oh my goodness. You know. Oh,
0: you smell like a uh, camphor lotion. This is a greater, uh, greater honor for me.
1: Yes, yes, it is, Lord <laughs> Buddha. <laughs> like
0: Japanese people are the only perverts. It'd be some bloke from Broken Hill that you know. G'day, Liz. I haven't done this since forty training. Oh. This brings back some memories. Oh, need your buttocks like pizza dough. Pretend I'm a cat getting comfortable. There we
1: are. Oh, my God, the worst thing is, like, because my cats, like, make biscuits. And if I get, like a, like, a sore tummy, I try to put them on my belly and be like, make biscuits. And they're just like.
0: Do you know how true detective you just sounded? <laughs> like, are you going to make flowers on
1: me today? Wow. They never do though they never they do. never do cats counts. Oh, I remember this when the overlords arrived.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh Lord <laughs> The Indian cobra is part of the big four of Asian snakes that're responsible for the most deaths from snake bite yeah. in Asia. The Indian cobra, look let's be honest, it's found all across India. Yes Pakistan, Sri Lanka, and Nepal. Mm-hmm. You will find these little hoodsters in forests, agricultural lands, mm-hmm. rocky terrain, uh, wetlands, small villages, big cities, little cities, even big cities, capital cities. Um, in fact, the only way you're going to escape the cobra mm. is by going up over 7,000 feet. Really? hmm
0: They the, don't like the altitude?
1: Don't like the altitude, or by trudging to the very heart of the hottest desert.
0: Probably find them reading to your kids mm. yeah
1: Indian cobras
0: everywhere. yeah
1: everywhere. So it's kind of like if you if you go to India, expect to see an Indian cobra yeah so what I'm just saying yeah If you're bitten by the Indian cobra and don't seek immediate treatment yes. There is a fatality rate between twenty to thirty percent. Yeah, they're pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. But if you seek medical attention, that falls to around nine yep. percent.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is the moral quandary where we import so many Indian doctors to this country, <laughs> where they
1: clearly need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people may begin to develop symptoms within minutes. From a bite, although one record tells of a man that took eight days to die from a cobra bite.
0: Jesus. Eight. Eight days. Days. That's even more than the ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, would you get through all of the lake? Get bitten by a snake? Fuck it. I'm watching the tape.
1: <laughs>
0: Seven days. Fuck you, snake. <laughs>
1: Just eight days That's a long That's a long time to die That's a long time to you die just, oh. Cause You just
0: Because you got to come back on Monday <laughs> I'm going to die on my own time Fuck <laughs> God damn it I'll die at work like a man <laughs> In the toilet
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Another death in the toilet We're um, going to do something
1: about these snakes I'm not using my weekend for the shit <laughs> Eight days That's brutal Oh, you know what the worst thing is, though. <laughs> like for everyone else who's like, "Oh, I'm gonna say like my fine." Everyone probably, everyone probably like cried and said their farewells on the first day. Yeah. What do you do for the next seven days? Mm. Or especially if someone makes like a confession, like, oh, "Oh my god, like I fucked your mom and I fucked your wife," and yeah, you know, <laughs> seven yeah. another seven days. <sighs>
0: May as well start Game of Thrones in the, the start again.
1: <laughs> Good titties. Oh my god. What would you do if you had eight days to live? I probably do. <laughs> and you're, no, you're on new, like you're on new, like I'm blood. on new medication. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, woo, you've got a list. You've got a list of fortnight. <laughs> eight days. What, I, what do you do with eight days?
0: Oh, look, if it was like eight days where I knew I'd function. So say it was like the mm. movie um, Elysium. He's just taking those pills that keep him going until dead. Mm. I'd just, I just hang out with my son. Try mm. and read Dune. <laughs>
1: Wake up, you little shit. Longest eight days of your life.
0: <sighs> exactly. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I'd do. No. Maybe put on a stand-up show.
1: Okay. Yeah. Nice. No, nice. oh, I haven't got any more. Well, just as long as you don't die. <laughs>
0: it's a pretty good possibility.
1: Oh, my Lord. Yeah, eight days. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh my God, I would do one of those like, oh my God, I'd stay in like the fanciest like million dollar a night thing and be like, yeah, I'll pay when the cruise is over.
0: (laughs) They're going to see you walk in there with a fucking, (laughs) with a sports bag with air holes in it,
1: covered in cat hair.
0: Oh, she's got money. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Oh, I recognize her. She's on OnlyFans. (laughs) She's the deep heat woman. (laughs) No deep heat on the sheets. They're Egyptian cotton.
1: I'll let you watch. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, the
0: Japanese uh, businessmen are here. <laughs> we are convenient racial trope for perverts.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. So yeah, Eight days to die. Yeah. The oriental rat snake is often mistaken for the Indian cobra.
0: They all look alike.
1: But... <laughs> I knew we were going to get cancelled. I can't believe this. We're going to get cancelled on the fucking snake
0: episode. Drag queens, the Holocaust.
1: Slavery. Manipulating
0: children, slavery. (laughs) And now an Asians all look alike joke.
1: (coughs) Oh, my God. Talk about eight days to die. We're not going to last eight minutes. Oh, God. But I'm telling you this, you racist (laughs) piece of shit. Is because you can easily, well, you should be able to easily tell them apart. Right. Okay, this is written in the book because the oriental rat snake is longer. Okay. And its body has a more prominent ridge. Okay. And I think the author of that statement is being ridiculously confident in my reaction to seeing a cobra. Yeah. Um, and it being a lot more sort of educated, controlled, thought out, logical and calm and less pant shitty. Yeah. Than what it would actually be. Like, oh, you oh, see, oh, it's got a ridge. It's a ridge. So it's just important to know which snake is going to bite me to death.
0: Yeah. You can tell that was named by one of the British colonials.
1: Oh no, actually we're coming up oh. with some like spectacular names. Now, the other snake that gets confused for the Indian cobra, yeah. Is the, what do you think is the most English sounding cobra ever?
0: Oh no. The the Delhi belly viper.
1: It's the monocled
0: cobra. Holy fuck. Does it have a moustache? <laughs> it does have a monocle. It has It has claim to some land in Scotland. <laughs> oh, it's the monocled monarch snake of lords.
1: It's the monocled cobra. I, I
0: went to school with it. I saw it fuck a pig at Eton.
1: Now, do you want to know why it's called the monocled Cobra? How is the monocled cobra different from the Indian cobra?
0: <laughs> it wears a tuxedo and it appears in the game Monopoly.
1: The Indian cobra okay. is wearing spectacles. R- okay. We have a picture.
0: That's the Indian cobra. If you can say
1: that, that's the Indian cobra. Yes. And you can see he's got like the two, like it's a little, like a little pair of. Glasses,
0: little pair of, gla- little pair Who of glasses. Who the fuck thinks that's a pair of glasses? I will never know.
1: Well, an Englishman clearly. when you're looking at a monocled cobra.
0: <laughs> How did the English ever have the largest land empire?
1: <laughs> well, clearly because the secret is you've got to you've got to like sneak up behind this cobra, <laughs> unbelievable, and take it by surprise. Why didn't they call it the Cyclops snake? <laughs> Because it's got monocle. <laughs> it's the dicks. I was really hoping, before I googled a picture, I was hoping that it would just yeah. have... That's what I was thinking. <laughs> like maybe one of its eyes had like
0: a black ring around it or something like that. Not the marking on the, the back cl- of its head. Clockwork orange
1: style. Yeah. But just, yeah, a little cane.
0: It's the green eggs and ham cobra.
1: A pair of Doc Martens. <laughs> Some white jeans. Yeah. No, it's because of its monocle. Okay. Mm, mm. Ah, yes, you can tell people of uh, money and yeah. privilege who don't have to work for a living when yeah. the first thing they see is oh well, it reminds me of my monocle. <laughs>
0: the kind of people that give a welcome speech before their rebel <laughs> yell, yes, those people.
1: <laughs> oh my lord! Now the British governor of Delhi. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was bullied by a child with glasses at school. Who knows? (laughs) But the governor decided that there were simply too many Indian cobras in India.
0: This sounds like it's going to lead to a very balanced and effective
1: decree. Specifically in the city of Delhi, where he was. (sighs) I've got an outrageous plan. You know, and I don't know if anyone voiced it at the time, but if you don't like all of the Indian cobras in India... Yes. ...have you tried fucking off back <laughs> to your own country?
0: No, it's not in their, not in their vocabulary.
1: I'm just, just, I just, just putting it out
0: there. There's been some wonderful work done with biodiversity <laughs> in Australia. Yes, we've done some very good things there. We've introduced the common sparrow and the blackbird and foxes and cats and toads. And the Irish and everything's going wonderfully there. Oh, the Irish—they eat all the frogs. They—they're competing for ecosystem in the lakes. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> they keep eating all the currency, though.
0: <laughs> the currency is rum.
1: <laughs> oh, so yes, he didn't like the indigenous oh, snake. You could just stop there. <laughs> He could just stop there. Anything indigenous? No, I don't like it. No. No, you know what the problem is with everything here? It's not English. No. This, oh my God, this, this different continent is nothing like England. No, I don't like the tea here.
0: No. Mm, it doesn't taste like English tea at all. No. Put this on a boat. Expose no. it to salt water. <laughs> And then come and tell me that it tastes good. Put apples and sultanas in this curry,
1: please. Mm, mm. Could you maybe take this lovely fresh food and and maybe just put it in a tin and for about six to eight months? And when it tastes like a soiled ass, <laughs> then we'll be
0: talking. I want you to take all the copies of the Kama Sutra and burn it and replace it with Miss Magdalene's Expert guide to closed-eyes, no candlelight, missionary position,
1: please. For king and country. <laughs> That's right, everybody, close your eyes and just lay down and start to read June until you nod off in your wife. That's the English way to do it. <laughs> <coughs>
0: How dare you invoke.
1: And then he saw the tribe. Oh, dear again. I'm sorry. I'm finishing. I'm ejaculating.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. Permission to come aboard. Listeners, what's the most English way to come? Just let us know.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Permission to just sweep the poop?
0: Dexter? Uh, <laughs> no, he's a chimney sweep. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim. Hada. It is my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Not into chimney sweeping. <laughs> I brought some Mary's poppers. Amyl nitrate makes it go
1: down nicer. I'll say they just a spoonful of sugar. Make sure husband go down. <laughs> Your husband go down. In those tropics, I
0: really couldn't blame them.
1: You're <laughs> <laughs> the one who's got the attack pussy. Oh, my God. Yeah, because of its comments like that. <laughs>
0: it latches onto you like the fucking shapeshifter in the thing.
1: <laughs> oh, my Lord. It'd be cooling and refreshing down there. It probably would. Like a oasis, a mirage oh. in a sea of cobras. So, he didn't like Indian snakes in India. So, he placed a monetary bounty on the head of all cobras in Delhi. Right. The plan was simple. Kill a cobra and then bring the dead snake in to the British and receive a cash reward. Right. At first, the English deemed the program to be a resounding success. I can imagine. As the money was high enough that a lot of people began cobra hunting. Yeah. Some even making it their full-time income. Yeah. And the program was working, felt the governor. Yes. In that it was less and less cobras were being seen. Yes. And as a result, it became harder and harder for people in the city to find cobras to kill. And so now they were working harder to make less money. Yes. But then a curious thing was noticed by the British as the program went on. Few cobras were now seen in the streets. But the number of cobras that were being handed in for reward kept growing and growing and
0: growing. Yes.
1: The British sent out their spies and discovered that as the number of snakes started to dwindle, some enterprising people had begun breeding cobras en masse. <laughs> and we're not talking on farms. People en masse were breeding cobras in their homes. Oh, Wow. Then, when the cobra became of age, they would kill the cobra, take them to the British, and collect the reward, finding it so much easier to kill their home-bred snakes than searching for and tackling a wild cobra. Yes. Most abandoned hunting the snakes in the streets altogether. (laughs) Outraged, the British government stopped the bounty payments immediately. That's brilliant. What
0: are we going to do with all these snakes?
1: Which then left hundreds of humans left with a house full of cobras that had gone from being very valuable to worthless overnight. Fucking snake coin. So what do you do? Non fungible viper. Good <laughs> damn it. So what do you do with a living room full of venomous cobras?
0: You fucking ghostbusters it, and you turn off the machine and just let them go.
1: <laughs> you go outside and you dump them onto the streets. Here's a school.
0: There we go. <laughs>
1: but the thing is, people were like, "Oh, obviously, I don't want to just dump them in front of my house, so I'll I'll go like I'll go like you know flew few blocks over. Yeah. But the guy who lives a few blocks over is just coming and dumping them out the front of your house. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> The end result was there were now more Cobras than ever on the streets of Delhi. Amazing. Than at the beginning of the program. Yes. Later in the early 1900s, a German economist, Horst Siebert, would coin the phrase Cobra Effect in relation to the phenomenon of unintended consequences of an action. You've got to fuck
0: up bad to get an economic trend named after you. A
1: German yeah. economic trend. Wow. And I was looking for, like, um, the Cobra effect is still, like, taught as, like, a financial and even just, like, a, a government policy yeah. lesson. Um, don't create something <laughs> that's just going to create an even bigger problem. Wow. Wow. Oh, so yes, the numbers of cobras quickly uh, returned uh, to their pre-British yes. figures. Um, um The Indian cobra is now protected, uh, but they are listed as an animal of least concern um, in regards to the possibility of them becoming extinct. That's amazing. Yeah,
0: I, I was—I genuinely was waiting for this to go down the road of, they've killed all the cobras. Yeah. Why do we have so many rats? <laughs> I was wondering, I was waiting for that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we've got so many rats, why do we now have so much disease? Mm-hmm. Why, oh, man. The British are just fucking hopeless.
1: <laughs> it's just oh, oh, what do you mean it's a very important part of the ecosystem? No, I don't like it.
0: Can I shoot it? do no, give sport? <laughs> Can I set it on my slaves? Yes, well, well, keep a few slave snakes, but will you to pleasure
1: my wife so I don't have to? Can you imagine
0: mm. being in any way a competent member of the British regime? Mm. And you're like, what are we going to do with Charles? <laughs> what are we going to do? Just fucking send him to India. He can't fuck it up. Yeah. It's one of the world's largest economies. Yeah. Just, he's going to go there. He's going to drink tea. He's going to yeah. have disappointing sex with his wife. Mm. Just let him go. Yeah. Six months later, they get a dispatch. You're not going to believe this.
1: <laughs> he's, he's, he's increased the number of snakes in Delhi by a thousand fold. Help us, we're covered in snakes. <laughs> we're covered in snakes, help.
0: I'm wearing one as a moustache. I fashioned one into a monocle. It's really quite practical when you think about it. Wow.
1: Yeah, so... Good job. Oh my god! And I'm like, poor, poor Indian cobra. It had a, a rough trot. Yeah. But it turns out, Indian cobra to this day, still having a bit of a rough trot. Yeah. Because you know, how, you know, sometimes when you're like you're re you know you're you're researching something, and then you know sometimes like a, a weird story, sort of slightly related but not, will sort of come up, and yeah. you're like. Oh, my God. Like, what? And then you start reading it. I was looking, researching the Indian cobra, and this heading caught my eye. Okay. All right. So it's still Indian cobra related. Let me just read this heading for you. Okay. Snakebite as a novel form of substance abuse. Okay. Uh, This was a paper uh, that was written in 2011. Um and basically it's having a look at this facility in March of twenty eleven. Okay. Uh that has had not one but two people come in asking for assistance who've been using snake venom to get high.
0: This has to be happening in either Alabama or This is in
1: India. Oh, okay. This is actually in India. With we- the Indian Cobra. Cannabis grows on the side of the road. <laughs> you guys.
0: You share a border with Pakistan. There is so much heroin. What are you
1: doing? Okay, one of these uh, sentences. Of all the novel forms of psychoactive substance use reported, snake venom represents the potentially most lethal form. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so in March 2010, at this facility, they had two reports of snake venom being used for recreational purposes. Right. You probably never thought you were going to hear these words together. No. Mm-hmm. There is evidence suggesting the use of snake venom as a substitute for morphine and in mitigating opioid withdrawal. Okay. Uh, it's not how I would choose to come down. No. Mm-hmm. That's a Nick Cave song that I don't want to hear. Two patients with multiple substance use disorders resorted to occasional snake bites for recreational purposes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first one was a 52-year-old married male. We knew it was going to be men. You didn't need to add that to the document. We were all like dudes. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be dudes. Yeah. When you say people, you mean... Men. Yeah. 52-year-old married male who had a history of substance abuse for the last 34 years. He's a pro. Yeah. So, you know, he's legit. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Two months before contacting uh, the centre, he had learned of the intoxicating effects of snake venom... Through some of his friends.
0: Oh, they're not friends.
1: This is what your friends are talking about down at the Rotary. Yeah. You know, just cooking the barbecue. What would you do on the weekend? Oh, I got bitten by a snake. Oh. <laughs> I did some snake-yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So some of his friends told him about it, and he decided to try it in order to... <sighs> To experience the kick, the other substances now lacked.
0: Fair enough. He's, you're, a, he's
1: a journeyman. You're a, <laughs> you're a man who like tried substances. Did it ever occur to you to be like, you know what? You know what the next level is. S- can't say I ever did. Just doing your coke off a snake. <laughs> That's one hell of a line. <laughs> Stay still, damn it! It's very hissy, this line. <laughs> oh lord! Oh, my god.
0: Get it halfway up your nose before you realise what you're doing. Oh dear!
1: Oh my god! Yes. So you know when they say like you have like defining moments where you're like, oh, you know what? I think this could be the moment of the universe is telling me that I need to sober up. <laughs> this... This is the moment you shat on a bank. Like, it's, you know, like you all have your moments. Yeah. I think he should have realised this was his moment when he went to seek the help of the nomadic snake charmer people to borrow the snake. <laughs> Got any snake? <laughs> Come me Blitzkin. He subjected himself twice to the snake bite over his left forearm. Oh, dude, no, that's straight to your heart. Over a period of fifteen days. Oh, so he just—he just, just did not do.
0: He it made again. a mockery of that eight days, didn't he?
1: Ooh. Holy shit! Okay, so this is this is the high that you get. I mean, and this is the high if you're not dying. Yeah, Pristino. <laughs> you know? Post the high. Yeah. The patient described a feeling of dizziness and blurred vision. <laughs> okay. <sighs> which so far, just not, <sighs> not sounding good. No, man. No. no. It no. sounds like a bad curry. Yeah. Like,
0: I, I want my drugs to be more dopamine blast mm. rather than central nervous system shutting down.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, feeling of dizziness and blurred vision followed. By a heightened arousal Oh, oh
0: dear <laughs> Like
1: Do they Like Do they like, They don't mean like
0: Yeah I think they do Oh dear
1: oh. oh Oh So you're You're now Dizzy Vomity Covered in snake bites And horny Yeah Yeah That's That's
0: The average Southeast Asian Australian tourist <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, so he had a heightened arousal and a sense of well-being, which is a lie.
0: You <laughs> really did that like Hitler in one of those speeches? Heightened arousal.
1: He's a lot of things right now, but feeling well is not. No. should not be one of them. No. A feeling of well-being lasting a few hours, <laughs> and he described it as a more intense state of arousal. Will you stop talking about your sense of arousal, mate? A more intense state of arousal than he would normally experience with other injections. Oh, wow. The second person, what do you know? Oh, Someone had to give it a go, yep. Was a (laughs) man!
0: Look at him, 15 days with a bone and that sounds like fun.
1: 44-year-old married male. Yes. With a history of substance abuse for the last 29 years. Uh, mostly with O points. During the interview, it was revealed that the patient would engage in socially disapproved activities. All right, so this is leading up to this the, doing the snake. Yeah. So this is his, the, their idea of socially disapproved activities, like harassing his relatives. <laughs> It's just called having
0: relatives. Can you imagine that Motley Crew video clip?
1: <laughs> Socially dis- <laughs> um, activities, harassing his relatives and his neighbours. Oh, hello. Probably with his huge boner, if the yeah. last guy is anything knock, to deal knock. with. Knock, uh, knock. His parents and later with his wife as well. Oh, dear. Oh my god. How is how is a guy covered in snake bites dizzy with a raging boner who fights with his relatives still married single but he's still he's he's in a long-term committed relationship.
0: Long-term parentheses arranged relationship.
1: <laughs> nothing can nothing no, nothing can prepare you for that. No. Oh, Lord. So, he learned of the use of snake bite as a means of getting high. I don't... Like, kids, when you're listening to this, this is not a call for you to go out and run. No. This, this is very much... No, don't do this, all right? And if this sounds like a good idea, go to a clinic, all right? You need... This is the sign.
0: I would listen to this Cypress Hill. <laughs> Pick it, pack it, fire it up, come along. The snake's six foot long. You see what the whiskey <laughs> When the snake goes down, you better be yeah. ready. When the snake
1: goes down, you better get ready.
0: Oh, my God. I smoked so much weed to that record.
1: <laughs> Everyone did. Oh, my God. <coughs> so... He presented himself to a location in an urban slum. Just imagine this guy during the times of the bounty holding
0: up a snake going, legalize it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, 100%. Oh my god. Raging boner. Yuck and banner hanging off his
0: eight-day
1: uh, dick. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Big Viagra shutting him down. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So he presented himself to an urban slum where apparently this service is readily available. He subjected himself to being bitten once on his left foot by a small Indian cobra. Just to see. Oh, The patient described the experience as a blackout. Jesus. A blackout associated with a sense of well-being. I don't know about you, but that's not what I associate with. Like, oh, I'm going now. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> ah. No. A sense of well-being. Uh, Lethargy. Lethar- I can't say it. Lethargy. Lethargy. And sleepiness. It's just me after a long day at work. (laughs) He slept overnight at the same place and awoke the next morning without any residual effect. Jesus Christ. You should have had an effect of shame, mate. And just, you know what? I'm going to take this boner (laughs) and I'm going to sort my life out. Yeah. I I reckon this is the sign. This is the one. Things need to change. This what do you think, time Ranger? For in-
0: time for an intervention. <laughs> you and your snake, not
1: that one. <laughs> we need to cut it off. Ah, not, not literally. Oh, my Lord. So, yeah. Um, To all the kids out there, leave snakes alone in every way. Yes. Shape and form. Yes. If you go somewhere and they're there, leave them. Just leave them be and just move on. And certainly don't try to use them as a drug. No. Or to give you a boner. Yeah.
0: Here's me also. I used to huff soda bulbs. So, you know. Huff what?
1: Nangs. Oh, the little... Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I'm not so much better. Well, I don't, I don't know. Did you ever, like, poke a snake with your foot to let... No. Yeah, give me a boner. Come on. No. Give me give me a rager. We're the rebel, yeah. <laughs> <Woo. laughs> oh, my Lord. So, I just thought something just a little bit different. We'd had a little bit too much murder and death. Yeah. Um, so, just a little... Yeah. Just a little snake boner. Just a- <laughs> that's all it needed. Just give it a little touch with your foot. <laughs> oh, that's going to traumatise me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so everyone out there, just leave snakes alone. Yes. Um, don't colonize other countries and be nice to cats. And uh, you know what? Instead of trying to look for a snake, maybe look for a mothman. Yeah. yeah.
0: Unless it's an attack vagina, in which case, <laughs> make sure that the moth doesn't just go zzz at the end of
1: it. Just put your shield down and carry on. Fair enough. Attack formation.
0: And there is no bounds to British stupidity, <laughs> nor is there a no in necrophilia.
1: <laughs> well. Eight day boner. Yeah.
0: Live show and Patreon coming soon. (laughs)